Hi, this is Ricardo Pereira, lead singer of Moonshade. It's great to be chatting to you this evening. I want to congratulate you on Set the Skies Ablaze. It's absolutely epic. What's the feedback been like so far from media and fans to your release? Well, it's been a bit overwhelming, actually. Uh, media has taken it quite well. Um, we've been getting overwhelmingly positive reviews on the album which uh, is surprising um and in terms of the fans they just they just went wild like we we've been selling way more than we're used to we like our uh, social media and our um, our streaming uh, platform just completely blew up like we went from 700 people listening on spotify every month to 36,000, which is a bit wow. uh, crazy. I can't really wrap my hand around that number quite yet. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, a, that's a lot of actual people. So yeah. yeah, we're trying to deal with it best we can. But it's been, it's been great and it's been really rewarding, especially because this album was a crazy amount of work uh, to, to accomplish. It was fun. Uh, it, there were no, it, it wasn't, there were no stresses besides those that you can't really avoid when making an album. But since it was so grandiose and we were working on it for like three years, people left midway, uh, other members joined in, we had session musicians, we had guests, um, and we ventured into releasing it ourselves. So it's really rewarding like to see um, like a small a small band which is what we are to get to get so much attention and to get people actually vibing to the record telling us it's one of the best records it's ever made and well it's it's just amazing i'm really that great it's amazing mate honestly so can you tell us a bit about the lyrical theme throughout the album and do you all get involved with the songwriting well, in terms of uh, the, um, the compositions, the instrumentals, we all get involved, but um, each person does his share, and then we all chime in, um, and we're receptive to, to, to criticism and to, to work uh, together, but the, 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 um, mostly, for the most part, each person is uh, responsible for uh, his, or in the case of this album, her uh, instrument. Um, and um, in terms of the lyrics, uh, I write them myself, and they always go. Uh, they always go through the band. Uh, they they chime in, um, and they're usually very receptive to whatever like craziness I have going on in my head. So I'm grateful <laughs> for that. They're very permissive. Um, they're gonna regret it someday, but not <laughs> just yet. Uh, I think so. Uh, the lyrical theme of the album, it's, it's a bit complicated because um, I always had a thing for conceptual albums and this is my first attempt at not making a conceptual album, but it kind of ended up being one anyway. So it has a major theme. The major theme is being human, humanity, mm -hmm. where we came from, where are we going, what we had to do to get there. And it approaches... Um, a lot of different topics. It's a bit dispersed in that in that regard. Uh, it approaches what we do poorly, 
um, especially when it comes to our potential extinction at our own hands in terms of we approach the theme of global warming and pollution on uh, Epitaph, we approach the possibility of a nuclear holocaust, which uh, kind of became a bit more real after mm -hmm. we wrote that song. So, yeah, <laughs> in Valley yeah. of Dying Stars. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, a lot of influences in terms of classical uh, Greek mythology yeah. and um, a Renaissance philosophy. We kind of mix it all together to kind of uh, make... Uh, it's an artistic work. It's not, uh, it's not supposed to be uh, a lecture. It's not supposed to be boring. Uh -huh. But... Um, it does have a lot of heavy topics in that regard. Uh, who we yeah. are, where are we going? I was very influenced to, by the, the works of Yuval Ahari, uh, Professor Ahari, which wrote Sapiens and Homo Deus, which are two of my favorite books ever. Um, and we have a song about the Homo Deus hypothesis, which is human beings turning into the gods they once worshipped. Very basically, I would read the book to, to get the, the, the proper... Yeah explanation <laughs> but uh -huh. ba basically that's it uh how we used to fantasize about thor flying over the world um and now we fly over the world how we used to yeah. fantasize about uh omni omniscience and now we have the internet how we uh, the, the the whole grasp of human knowledge at the palm of our hands we're traveling uh towards uh, the, the the cosmos uh, discovering new everlasting horizons i guess yeah um we just had the, the latest example of the latest NASA telescope showing us beautiful pictures of the visible universe. Um, that's also a big source of inspiration where we can go. And what, what, what I mean by that is that through science, technology, and actually worshipping human rights and the, the, our place in the world, not as masters of it, but as caretakers of it, um, to respect nature and... Yeah which is a form of respecting ourselves as well, um, is possibly the prime directive of this record. It has a lot of dark stuff, but it ends on a, I think, a positive tone. I Brilliant. <laughs> All right, and so the video for Valley of Dying Stars, can you tell me a bit about that? It's really intense and a passionate song. Well, Valley of Dying Stars, since um, it's a very intense song, uh, we and it's hard to 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 have like grandiose um, videos on our budget, yeah. but I think we kind of pulled it off uh, in an allegorical fashion. Mm -hmm. um, the basically, it's supposed to to represent um, a post-apocalyptic uh, scenery where we have a main character that kind of symbolizes. Uh, goddess Gaia herself, nature, with um, a protective mask um, and uh, a dress that features drawings of uh, uh, equations related to the um, to the Manhattan Project and the creation of the the atomic bomb. We have the Fermi equations. We have the diagram of the big boy, um, and basically, it's just her um, symbolically. Uh, abandoning all gods because we have that line in the song towering above all gods and humanity as one as in the, the mushroom cloud towering above uh, all uh, beliefs that we claim to have um, 
and uh, so what we did is we went to a very special place to us here in Portugal and this is kind of it's kind of a, an easter egg because people don't really know it but we were in Guimarães which is the city where Portugal was founded in 1143 um, almost 900 years ago, yeah. the country of Portugal was born there. And to us, it's a way as, as Lusitanians, as Portuguese people, to represent the beginning matched with the possible end, which is the, the nuclear holocaust. Yeah. 900 years of history just wiped out uh -huh. like this. Um, and we're a peaceful country. We don't yeah. do war anymore. So we'd basically be collateral damage to whatever would happen here in Europe if such a thing would go down. Um, and as we know, it's been threatened lately yeah. a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. So uh, the, the beginning of the video has a small, um, a small reference to that, meaning that we kind of turned it into a wink of support to, towards the Ukrainian crisis and the Ukrainian people for the criminal war that Vladimir Putin has been uh, indulging in Absolutely. on their land. So. I can agree more, man. Okay, then, so if I was totally new to your band, which two tracks from the album would you play to me to introduce me to Moonshade? Hmm, to introduce you to Moonshade? Well, I would refer to this last album because it's where we are at right mm -hmm. now. And I would show you possibly Valley of Dying Stars. Um, uh, to show you that more direct uh, songwriting, just uh, um, and then maybe Everlasting Horizons to show that we have a bit of a more progressive and experimental side that we can also do weird stuff, not just like the the bangers, the the, yeah. the singles. Uh, so those two songs probably show the most prominent sides of Moonshade. Um, that kind of intertwine between all the songs, but those are two, what I would consider two extremes of our writing methods. Um, I love the album artwork as well. I mean, the whole album is the whole package. Um, do you intend to have the album, album framed at home? I would, I would. I really love that artwork. We were so lucky to have Credo Que Absurdum work with us. They're a Portuguese clothing brand. They are uh, just getting into the, 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 the album artwork business. And they've done it wonderfully. The artwork is breathtaking and uh, everybody says so. I think people like the artwork more than they like the album. <laughs> and they should because it's, it's just beautiful. I love yes. it. And I would like to have not just a cover because I really enjoy the rest of the artwork as well. We used it for our singles and it's in the, the album booklet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would actually like them to sign it. I really have to, to take care of it one day when I see them at a festival. I think I'm just going to show up with a big like. Yeah, you big should. signing here. I'm your fan. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, absolutely, man. You should honestly. Okay, so we're sort of midway through summer. Have you got any tours or festivals lined up? Yeah, we just did a big festival in Portugal called Loros Nobilis. Um, it it went great. We were a bit sad because at the gates had to cancel. It was the the last uh, show that they canceled before parting ways with their guitarist. Um, uh -huh. But we got to, to hang around backstage with Decapitated and Orphan Land, like see them around doing their stuff, like seeing our actual professionals do it. <laughs> and 
we had tons of fun. A lot of people showed up to see us. They bought tons of merch. It was it was great. And the the stage was probably the biggest stage we ever played, um, which was uh, well confusing at start. We're not used to, to to have so much room, but we made yeah. the best of it. Oh, <laughs> so. oh wow! <laughs> Sounds brilliant. Okay then. So how pleased are you that vinyl seems to be making resurgence? Oh, um, I actually really uh love that new vinyl trend like i think it's yeah. i think it's amazing how people find new ways just to um or in this case old ways but just to to consume music because vinyl well as we know with in vinyl just know that i also collect vinyl so don't kill me for <laughs> saying this but we know that in terms of digital nowadays the albums are done and mixed and mastered for the digital. So the vinyl, yeah. even if we have a special uh, vinyl mix, as we do, um, so we don't have a lot of information loss. There's always some. So yeah. it's not the the um, the best way uh, in terms of fidelity, but it's just an amazing way to consume music. It has its own it tone. It has that 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 crackle. That's yeah, vinyl. The artwork is huge. It's yeah. just. Uh, an amazing thing to collect and for example even tapes tapes are returning and we're actually yeah. thinking about doing one despite oh. that it's of the three formats is by far possibly the worst in terms of fidelity but i have a ton yeah. of tapes Same. from recent bands like i have like bring me the horizon tapes yeah. <laughs> but like i just i just like the format i think it i think it looks old school i think it looks great and i think like it's a great way to consume music which we, we, we can't revert just to, to streaming uh, it's no, it's no. not as fun we got to have collectibles we got to have no. stuff that we can hold like to hold Absolutely. the album in our hands play it yeah uh, so it makes a difference man it really does I mean I've been I've said this to a few musicians I've been going back going to the secondhand record shops and buying albums I used to have and I'm paying top dollar for albums that I had before and it's like god but yeah it's just it is a difference it's, it's something about it you're right okay then so you're in Portugal, obviously you're getting loads of attention. Are there plans to get out of Portugal, go on tour in Spain, Belgium, even into the UK if possible? Yes, actually there is um, nothing against Portugal, of course, but we've been playing here extensively for for yeah. almost a decade. So yeah. we're actually pondering in this album, actually, well, with the last one, we managed to get um, an Iberian tour, which was great. Uh -huh. But we want to expand further, and now with the reach that this album is getting, I think it's perfectly possible. We got a booking agent, awesome. and we're talking with bands from other countries with uh, like-minded um, ways of working and with similar sounds. So we can just try to arrange something to take Moonshade out there, because we have a ton of people listening to us out there that never got a chance to, to see us. Uh -huh. Portugal is not even close to the, the the country where we have the most fans um right. if we go so, by streaming numbers so we really have to get out there yeah uh depends in raw numbers the united yeah. states but the united right. states is huge yeah but in terms of um population density versus the numbers by far finland and sweden they have yeah half the population of Portugal in the case of, of Finland and they have like 50 times more listeners just just crazy yeah. uh, we would love to go there it's just it's where our, yeah it's where yeah. our inspirations come from at the yeah. start 
Absolutely, yeah. Well, Finland and Sweden, kind talk. Finland and Sweden is the place to be, man. Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, okay, then. So next one is a question my Belgian friend always asks people: If you were an instrument, what would you be? <laughs> if I were an instrument, I would say a bass. Uh, I'm I'm kind of discreet as a person, and yeah. I'm I'm basically a more of a team worker than a leader. Uh, I'm I'm great at giving you support, <laughs> um, but I, I'm probably not going to take the wheel, and that's the case. Well, the, some bass players do take the wheel. We have we have Les Claypool. We have a bunch of bass players which are iconic and so good that Obscura that people go to see the bands mostly because of the bass player almost. But uh, that's not the the majority of the cases. So I would say bass. Brilliant. Okay. Can you remember the first time you ever? stepped onto a stage and had an audience in front of you? I did. It was terrifying. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, well, um, I used to play in punk bands before right. I entered Moonshade. I played guitar and bass. Um, and, um, well, when you're... It, it was super, a uh, super small crowd always. We're talking about 25, 30 people. Mm -hmm. when, when you're a 15-year-old um, and a 15 year old which is rare a rare case of a 15 year, year old painfully aware that he can't play for shit uh 25 people becomes way scarier than like 800 when yeah. you actually know what you're doing yeah yeah so uh, it, it, it was terrifying uh we had four chords and i would still make mistakes but it was fun it was punk so yeah. nobody really cared no uh, they don't I, <laughs> Uh, so it was fun. It was accepting, and pe people were thought it was really cool to see like a horror punk band uh, here in uh, in Porto. Because like, besides the Misfits, there aren't there many in general, and in Portugal there there hadn't been one ever. Right. So we basically did Misfits covers, and we had some originals which were basically Misfits covers because it, they were huge ripoffs. Uh -huh. But <laughs> but it was but it was fun. It was super Brilliant. fun. Brilliant. Right. Next one then. Can you complete this sentence? Everybody needs moonshade in their lives because... Because you need epicness in your lives, brother. And <laughs> moonshade is just pure epicness. Well, it's what we aim for, at least. Cool. Okay, so next one is, what song from any band sums up how you're feeling today? Today? Well, uh, as I told you earlier, <laughs> it was a complicated day at work. <laughs> And um, I, I kind of, uh, it brings me back to the, a song I've been listening to, to um, a lot, which is from a band called Orthodox. Um, I think it's called Head on a Spike. It's a, it's a, it's a new song, so I, I, and I have horrible memory, but yeah, Head on a Spike from Orthodox. It's like, you want me dead, put my head on a spike. That's just how I feel today. I, so... Uh, but but mostly this is just me ranting. I feel I feel super happy about the album and everything yeah, and being in here and getting home. <laughs> so <laughs> survive, surviving another day. Absolutely, so, yeah. mate. All right. So thanks for your time this evening. Do you have any final words for your fans, our listeners, and viewers? I do. First of all, thank you so much once again for having me here. Moonshade are basically everywhere you can think of all social media spotify all streaming services we have our videos on youtube we released uh five videos 
uh, four videos actually for our new singles. We also have our back catalog, uh, Sunday Throne and Dream Oblivion. And uh, just check us out, give us a chance, um, and uh, let us know what you like. And if you like us, join us. We're here.